GM. GM. GM, DJ. What's going on? Free market. What's going on? I was dancing. Dancing. One I was day, dancing to the music. You're going to be on camera and we're going to see you dancing. But today is not yes. that day. We know when that day is. That is NFT NYC. There's theater to this shit. I'm not going to do the reveal before then. <laughs> this is like the, the NFT, the most hyped reveal of 2022. Yo. Yo. Guess what I just did? Um, I- took a bong hit. <laughs> Correct. It's actually not called a bong when you're using hash oil. Oh, it's called Jesus. a rig and a dab. But, but. What I did do is I dumped my X2Y2 at the lows because it's probably it's definitely going up from here. But now that they're neck and neck, I believe it's a race. I put it back into the looks. In fact, I'm doing it live right here on the show. I'm um, loading the looks into the the Uniswap machine. I'm saying exactly what I did. Boom. I just turned 1,000 X2 into 914 looks. It looks is a, li- a little more expensive. So it wasn't a one That's for right. one here. Hey, look, if you're looking to one, add yeah. into looks token and you get a free airdrop that allows you at an almost one to one rate, do it. Fuck look, yeah. I was, yeah, I mean, I was saying it all yesterday. As much as we were in love with that $4 price, unless you were one of these gigabrains that claimed early, that price wasn't for you. I, I'm sorry. I know it looked good, but that price was never for you. That was always going to crash 80%, as we said, which it did. Here we are. Uh, right into the looks. Right into the looks. And uh, yeah, Chipper how? Creature Toads. I am I am quite bullish on Creature Toads, as you know. Uh, Semper did make his announcement. I'll touch on that later in the show. We'll even bring it up uh, from the Discord. And I'll talk about my philosophies on Creature Toads, the Ohm Fork, and everything I think there. I don't want to talk too much because I'm actually talking with Semper. There's so much stuff going on behind the scenes, and I don't want to speak for the man. I want, we're going to bring him on so that he can talk about it. But it's a project I'm very passionate about. So very bullish on Creature Toads. Anytime they're sitting here under 0.05, they're a buy. Big things are happening for Creature Toads. Big things. Sandman. Big things. Salami. Real Tom Nook. JCV. The real Tom Nook. Please I don't know who the up. fake Tom Nook is, but we've got the real Tom Nook. Flirlify, GM, Eden Horde going crazy right now. Yes, it is. James, uh-huh. Culver, I haven't seen that name, I don't think. Welcome. Edgar, GM, Chipper, MVPD, Koala Cops, GM, Vampo, GM. Creature Toads, what's going on with it? Well, we'll talk about that later, but like, is there volume on the project? Haven't haven't checked recently. No, the, he ma- he made an announcement. This we're n- look. This isn't like lighting up Moby yet. Okay, he made an announcement. We're gonna talk about it. This this is a story that's gonna start transitioning into the historic the historic premium perspective phase, whatever you want to call it. Where this being the first and most famous mashup, and also defining a lot of what happened in 2021. That's where I think it's really going to start to come into its own. It's going to become its own meme. Um, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll dig into the creature toads you got um, it. announcement from the Discord as well. GM Rad, GM Omelt. James is asking thoughts on imposters, guys. You're on the whitelist. Um, the imposters. Gonna go look it up right now. You may have noticed when I. Yeah, you may have noticed when I tweeted out, I, we decided to name this show Freestyle Friday. It's been a little slow, even oh, in the news. That. Oops. With the exception of, with the exception of Russia, and maybe a little bit of, you know, uh, fud from our Fed and our president, and here in America. There hasn't been much going on. I guess we can touch on the crypto task force or what was it? The yeah. digital ass task force being put together. That was the big news of the day. But I guess my, what are they my, being my tasked main, with. Yeah, right. My main point here was we called this Freestyle Friday because often people are asking us things in the chat. Certain yeah. projects, maybe we don't even know them. We thought, hey, let's just talk about those. We'll bring them up live on the screen. We'll give our first impressions. We'll see if there's anything we could latch on to. We'll have you guys tell us what you know about them, and we'll riff and we'll freestyle and we'll talk about everything you guys always want us to talk about. So. Yeah, normally we wake up pretty early in the morning, start preparing for it, start finding some news articles, keep it as current as possible, take some notes throughout the day. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say nothing happens. It's the NFT space and the crypto space. Always something going on. Um, you know, but I'm looking forward to next week. Thank you. We got some Starbucks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we're just let's just do, do it. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty easy, pretty relaxed. Shit. Maybe I won't even turn the music off today. Look, next week's one of the biggest weeks in NFTs, and I'm wondering if this weekend people are going to be searching for liquidity. I mean, I gotta say, could be my port my portfolio is a tale of two cities right now. I have quite a few collections that, for some reason, are mooning, uh, and it's different reasons for each one. Whether it be Cool Man's, or whether it be MFers, or whether it be Critters. Um, there, I have a few, even, um, the fly fish restaurant has been getting off the mat recently and is up in ETH in the last day. I, yet the other half of my portfolio feels like, mm, that's where the market is going for next week's liquidity. And it doesn't surprise me. A lot of the high profile projects next week are connected to a lot of the projects I see liquidity coming out of right now. So that's not a surprise to me. You know, there's a lot of Cool Cats connections next week. There's a lot of Lemons connections next week. Any of those projects that are in that circle. Uh, very interesting. So, Tale of Two Cities. So, yeah, I can't believe that next week we are looking at the uh, pretty much the last week of February already. Feels like this year just started. Now we're, we're getting into March soon. Can we congratulate Hologram? Sure. Who, Congratulations, Hologram. Who <laughs> maybe I, I Hologram, just say yes if I'm allowed to say this. I don't want to say anything on the show I'm not allowed to say. So type in the chat if I'm allowed to congratulate you, or we could just leave it at that. Blink twice. Say, yeah, blink twice. <clears throat> If I make a hologram isn't uh, breaking news, guys, hologram isn't his real name. So hopefully it won't be. Uh, <laughs> I've revealing. been lied to. Right. But I don't want to blow uh, up anyone. 
Adamverse, speaking of, uh, that was one a ton of DGen uh, members, Dojo members are whitelisted on. People are very excited for. And if you knew the news I was about to say with Hologram, I trust this person's uh, judgment in that case. So he's excited for the Adamverse uh, coming up. That's a very cool 3D project. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll bring it up on the screen. We'll talk about all this stuff. It looks good. Cool. Um, you want to just do a drum roll? We'll uh, we'll do the formalities out of the way, and we'll try and uh, just then we'll just kick into some some hangouts. GM Gents, and welcome back to the Friday edition of the morning show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch. I am your host R Two Djent, and I'm joined with me, as always, by the one and only free market capitalist. Hey now, hey now. We were talking in the pre-show. This is going to be a pretty easy show today. Wasn't a lot of news to talk about. Some of the drama that we had over this week has kind of, I don't want to say wrapped up, but, uh, you know, everything's got out So for now. We're looking forward to a huge week next week. I think it's going to be very exciting times for NFTs. Lots of great hyped projects, organic hype, good art, quality teams. I think that's going to be awesome. There's some stuff going on this weekend. Hopefully raid parties launching, but for the time being, I feel like this is a good way to just finish off the week. So if you have your coffee, your rum and Coke, a joint, whatever you want to do, let's just hang out today. Let's do it. How was your mission? I like it. It's Friday. I'm going to, I'm going to be a little lenient on it. If you are doing the narcotics, I will look that way. I love the Kokodi art, Ella, and we are definitely going to touch on it later. <laughs> we have Kokodi. We have Kokodi pulled up. We do have some yeah, stuff pulled up. It's not like we just didn't prep for the show and we've got nothing. But I got a little lucky on this a bit. I don't I normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little lucky. Um, <clears throat> and I'll just say this about Ali and his friends. Okay, mm. Ali and friends. This this name is by far the most annoying name ever conceived for a for a uh, an NFT project. Every time someone says alien friends, I think they're just trying to say alien friends like Borat. And I'm very confused. Alien friends? My wife. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like this is this all this is is alien friends in a Borat accent and I can't take it. Have you guys seen alien friends? The- Counter argument might be that maybe Ali Alien Friends actually took that first. I don't know. I'm just saying it's confusing. Ali the Fox has been around for a while, man. Anyways, especially when someone who already has an accent to my American ears is talking about it uh, the whole time. I'm thinking they're speaking about Alien Friends. Be nice to cast. (laughs) um yeah ali Ali and his friends is the name of the nft project and it did get delisted from OpenSea. we are trying to figure out why my only gut tells me that maybe there is some kind of official um or 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 this isn't an official nft and is getting taken down by some kind of official branding i do not know the legalities of it and i 
do not know this brand well enough to touch on it. I do know that I bought a couple of them off secondary for a lot higher than they were. Um, and uh, despite them going on a bit of a run and open seat batting them down, um, I'm, I'm coping right now. But they're uh, they're still moving a little bit on looks rare. So um, we'll see what happens with that. I'm looking forward to getting more information. And, uh, you know, I is it a rug? I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. They seem like they're trying to figure it out. But who knows in this space? You win some. And you lose some. Uh, Ella D just spit Pepsi all over her car on the Borat voice. Congratulations, free market. She'll be sending you the cleaning bill for that one. <laughs> well, you know, collateral damage. Any can you do? Any opinions on cool cats and cool pets community getting antsy? Yeah, oh, I think that they should are. be. But uh, you know what? I'll I'll pull that up later. Let's just get through crypto markets. Um, as we've talked about. Oh, oh, I don't have my screen shared yet. Oopsie. Look at that. There's it's Friday. some stuff to talk about with markets, my friends. There's yeah. We are um, sitting at 2800 for ETH, 39972 for Bitcoin. Broke that $40,000 barrier. We are hoping that ETH holds that $2,800 support mark. And uh, if it doesn't, we will be playing a different game i think i don't know though you're more knowledgeable about this uh this territory <laughs> yes. than i am i like looking at the chart and go yes that is a channel and it is within it um but in terms of forward looking predictions uh where are we at right now like right this very minute um so l- yes last night we actually started to rally on S&P futures now why am i talking about S&P futures is because macro is all of a sudden back in play You had, as we spoke about briefly in the pre-show, the U.S. government coming out and have and doing some posturing in regards to cryptocurrency. Now, I tend to believe these have all been nothing burgers before, and this will also be a nothing burger. Regardless, as there always is, there's going to be a short term reaction. Couple that with what's going on in Russia. okay, and on top of that. You have the ARC fund run by Kathy uh, that is blowing up in front of our faces. And this is causing contagion within the NASDAQ. These are these are what is driving blowing up Ethereum. in a bad way. Right. 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 This is what's driving the price of Ether right now. Mm-hmm. So last night, it actually seemed like we were out of the woods because there was a false breakdown. And then all of a sudden it started to rally. S&P's got back above 4,400 on the futures. And then this morning, we're taking a dive. Now, I didn't even see what the specific reasoning was for this dive, but I can tell you what's happening in markets right now. Today is options expiration day, and it has been one of the most volatile weeks we've seen in a long time since we made lows a few weeks ago. And it's largely being driven by macro news out of Russia. And I believe what you're going to probably see is a market that panics early and then goes green by the end of the day or early next week. The only I'm just watching to see the most dangerous thing would be if we close on the lows. Um, if we at 4 p.m. today on traditional markets close on the absolute lows of the day then we're, I'm going to do some charting over the weekend and reassess what's happening. Because I'm not, if, if, if ETH 
pokes below 2,800 today, I'm not as worried because it's definitely being driven by the macro markets. Like I was talking about crypto decoupling a bit because the week we did make the lows in most risk assets, crypto had already bounced before the stock market made its low. And then it rallied a lot more than the stock market did. It actually got back up and held a previous resistance that it couldn't get above where the market didn't. Now, this is now that decoupling, I believe, is now coupled again. We are being driven by macro markets. If we briefly dip below 2800 today, I'm not worried unless stocks close on the lows. That's kind of the summary in the bottom line. So it is something to watch today. The overall philosophy here is don't ever trust the action on options expiration day. OPEX is notoriously very volatile. It is you tend to see both extremes on options day, depending on what happened earlier in the week. And this week, because the the markets were up, down, up, down, up, down, that tends to be where you're going to see on market expiration. If the markets were down all week, you would actually tend to see a big rebound today. And the opposite, if the markets were up all week, you would see a big, uh, a big fall. So Right now, I'm I'm expecting us to rebound by the end of the day or early next week. But again, that addendum is we don't want to close on the lows today. So I'll be watching that. And that's your basic market summary. Well, I mean, if you want some good news, ETH is up 66 or 666,000% on its uh, all-time low from six years ago. So there you go. Which is which is Does that help? Does which, that help anybody? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's always bad when you're like, well, I don't know what to do here. Let me zoom the chart out. Eh, you know what? Let me zoom it out a little more. Mm, is that is that just a is that a coping mechanism? Is that what we do? If you zoom if you zoom the S and P five hundred chart out to eighteen eighty eight, it's bottom left to top right. I challenge you to find any of the crashes because that shit started at one. And now it's 4,000. Hey, picking out those crashes ain't easy, all right? And it, it zoom the chart out enough. That volatility disappears. Smooth it out, as they say. Smooth, Smooth it out. Sailing. Yeah. Because you I know mean, what all these charts are? Do you want to know the real secret to markets and why all of these charts are bottom left to top right? Can you guess? Um, What's the one number that goes bottom left to top right on this planet, no matter what? Time. Population. All oh. of these charts, all these charts you're seeing, they're just charting population growth. Isn't that interesting? When you think about it, that's what that's risk asset charting is growth of population. Because money's not real, as Illuminati said. No, and it's an efficiency. Well, yeah, but it's an efficiency thing, right? Like resources in the universe are go by the laws of physics and tend to pool in places that are the most efficient. It, it's it's this weird overarching philosophy of things. People that create good businesses tend to pool all the resources because they're very efficient. They're working within the laws of physics. We're getting a little philosophical, but that's really what it is. So these charts are, are charting population growth, but all the resources pool into the, the smartest and most efficient place. Yeah, I mean, I heard something about... Um, the oldest people alive today were alive when there were less than 2 billion people on the planet. Wow. Wow. Which is crazy, right? I mean, we're almost at eight now, right? So like just, I mean, what that growth has been. I'm, 
I'm bullish until you see, start to see population falling. And it'll happen. I promise. I mean, we're seeing it in Japan. You know, you see, you see it in very, very developed countries that have given up and gone full central bank. I you mean, ever seen that seen movie it. Children of Men? No. That shit scares me, man. Great movie. Just check it out. Very dystopian. Clive Owen. It's um, uh, people lose the ability to have children. And so the, the youngest person on earth is like 18 years old. And, uh, huh. and the world's just slowly ending because there's no, there's no more children. And it's that, that constant dilemma of like, you know, that's obviously the dystopian future and not super related to that. But when you just, you know, you say that when the population starts dropping, that was like one of the things they talk about. Like it just started dropping. Scary. Ha ha Cobain coming through on a Friday. Good. Time. What's that? I called you ha ha Cobain. I thought that was a good nickname. Oh. Like someone who. <laughs> Like, ha ha Cobain. All right. All right. Moving on. Yeah. You uh, allowed CEO BuzzFeed outing Board Apes founders was very, very dangerous. Uh, Nicole Munez criticized BuzzFeed for outing the Board Ape founders. She also said she believes in freedom of the press. Um, this is kind of going back to pre Super Bowl, obviously. Um, at the time, with all of the smoke behind the Super Bowl, which turned out to be just smoke, apparently. Um, this seemed like more of a marketing tactic. This was, uh, you know, something to get people fired up, something to get it out there. Maybe there was going to be some big announcement about board apes at the Super Bowl, and that was going to be their coming out party. Um, in hindsight, now it doesn't really seem like that was exactly the case, and maybe BuzzFeed was just being. Um, you know, sh shitty in terms of the reporting. Um, she went on to say releasing their identities and frankly, only giving us 30 minutes was very, very dangerous for them and their families. Uh, that might seem like an overreaction, but hey, in this world, uh, sometimes people with large crypto holdings tend to be um, anonymous or pseudonymous for a reason, because there is that safety layer that's added in there. Um, you know, but she also said, we believe in freedom of the press. We believe in journalistic integrity. Um, and, you know, that's all important as well. But I think the overlying thesis behind her coming out and saying this was that the article was predicated on a whole bunch of what ifs. What if these were bad people? What if this was a money laundering scheme? What if, what if, what if? Because even the article that BuzzFeed released admitted that there was nothing really bad about them. They were just people that made a project. And so I think to go ahead with the article and only giving them 30 minutes of heads up in regards to the fact that they were about to be doxxed was uh, was pretty shitty of them. Um, even the the artist kind of got um, uh, slammed a little bit after the fact because of uh, some of the words she had used on Twitter um, a few years ago. And, uh, and you know, just a all around kind of shitty situation for them. I'm wondering now with a lot of what we're seeing in terms of these projects being outed, um, not board apes, but you know, serial clubs, squiggles. We were talking about weather report more recently having a lot of things. Um, if this isn't going to accelerate the, the need or demand for doxing. And personally, I don't even know that I agree with that myself. I, I like, how are you feeling about this? Because in the last two weeks, we've really seen this, um, this meta shift and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but really like getting in there discovering what projects are truly about, what they've been affiliated with in the past, what they're working on now, and why you should be bullish or concerned about them. I'm 
for all of this, but I do think it's adding fuel to the fire of people that are like, we need docs teams. They need to be out there. We need to do background checks on them and stuff like that. And I actually think that that's really stepping away from what the um, Web3 ethos is about. The pseudonymous economy, of course, allows you to maintain a reputation under an identity that is not one in your real life and protects you from character assassination. Um, you know, it, it means that, you know, you can be out there in a Web3 space without any kind of pre-existing prejudice from somebody else's side, whether that's race, sexual orientation, gender, um, wealth status, or anything like that, right? And I, I do think that this is going to be an important topic as we go forward. Um, but you want to talk about hiring in a Web3 space and, and all of that stuff. I mean, you now remove any kind of gender disparities, uh, uh, discrepancies. You remove, um, you know, ethnical uh, background, maybe, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to say that, um, predispositions or whatever. And, uh, and, and I think that's a very, very powerful thing. Um, and I think this this demand towards pure doxing is a little bit misled, if I'm going to be honest with you. It is. I think it's people not understanding what the what the point of doxing is and how reputation is obviously what's what's at stake here. That's what that's what we're worried about, because it is only reputation that people value in a sense, whether it's reputation with their friends, whether it's reputation with their family. So we talked, we've talked about it a few times in the last couple of weeks, but it's not about knowing someone's name or address. It's about knowing their history, uh, their professional history, their online history, their reputation within the industry and what they, and what they care about in a sense, because there are certain people in the industry, you know, aren't going or are very, very unlikely to run a scam just because of who, what, because of their reputation and because their reputation can make them a lot more money than running a scam. So that's what I want to know. I want to know how long your Twitter has been around, what projects you're in, who can vouch for you. It's much it's much more important to me when a bunch of people in the Doodles Discord say, yeah, these these guys are legit. They're the shit. Then whether I know somebody's name and address, what does that even mean? I mean, it doesn't yeah, mean 100%. Anything, so. I find it. I find it so fascinating that people demand to know this stuff as though they're going to do something with that information. Right. Or like, do you want the founders of these projects to live in fear because their address is out there? And if they make one misstep that you disagree with or the floor drops on them, that um, there's going to be some kind of like physical recourse. You know what I mean? And that's the scary thing, because I get the rug pulls are frustrating and bad for the space. It's a bad look. These, um, you know, these cabals of people running scams over and over again, mistreating artists, underpaying people, not paying people at all. Bad look, bad take for the NFT industry, but for a legitimate project, so many times, sometimes there's just a natural market depression. Sometimes you're in between your news cycles on your project and just not a lot is happening. You don't have a lot to announce, but it doesn't mean you haven't been working. And you're going to be worried that there's actually people out there that just like have this like thing in their head where they're just like, oh, the floor just fell 20%. Like, what is this guy doing? Like, let's find out. Like, I really, really actually hate that idea. Um, and, I, you know, to, to frame it in a different way, right? Like you and I are up here, right? Um, I would say 
most people, if not everybody, except for myself, probably know your actual name. And if they do, that's fine, but they don't know your address. They don't know, I mean, anything, but you have a reputation, you have a voice, you have a, a long standing history on Twitter and socials. Uh, we have lots of recorded content up here for people to view, right? And there is an element of trust that people have in what you're saying or what I'm saying um, because we have a history and that is got nothing to do with your address, your real name, your date of birth, anything like that. Like that idea that there's this accountability in knowing that, I just think is misguided. I, I do just think, you know, we have to be careful about where we're drawing the line. If somebody wants to dox themselves, power to them. All good. I have no issues with that. But we do need to sort of learn to live in a a more digital sense where you can be comfortable um, trusting these aliases because they have a long history. You know, we say that verify, don't trust. Has this person acted in good faith throughout their entire online existence? And you can track that because we have seen people like the Squiggles founders um, get tracked back to a whole bunch of different um, activity throughout their past, right? Um, and, you know, I, I just think- And that, that was the exact a great opposite discussion. case. Right. Your reputation followed you. And it was mm -hmm. good that their reputation followed them. And that was the whole point. We didn't need to know their name and address. We looked at their online reputation and we were easily able to judge if it was a rub. We can do the same thing in the opposite direction. We can look at the online reputation. And again, anything could happen in this crazy mixed up world we're in. But if you're looking for high percentage, high probability bets, you can figure that out by doing a little snooping on the team. And that doesn't mean knowing their real name. It just means knowing where they come from, what their reputation is, what their motivations are. And you, you can gather that. I mean, or to use me as an example, I've been, I have 80,000 tweets in 10 years of a Twitter. Could someone with 80,000 tweets in 10 years of a Twitter up and disappear one day? Sure. But it's a lot more. To it's like, you know, that's a lot more for me to give up. I've built that over a lot of years. I care about it. I've met a lot of people, people who have become my clients through Twitter. So it's, you know, anything could happen, but there, that's the kind of thing that you judge it. But forget all of that, I, because I'll tell you, what's, what is the most, what, what's the criteria I look for when I'm judging a project? Number one, great art by an artist who's on the team. That's absolutely number one. And why? Because that tells me a lot about the people he's working with, too. That immediately, you know... As I just said, anything can happen in this world, but most artists aren't there to sell their soul, especially if it's good art, especially if it's good. Yeah, art. I mean, like, you and have to look thing. at that's why I say great. Yeah, you have to look at the incentive structure, right? Is there more incentive to be operating in good faith or if an artist is on the team or you have this like equitable share of these founders that are going on? Um, are there incentives aligned to just operate in good faith and continue on the project? And I think the answer when you look at that is going to be yes, especially once you start to build up a reputation. And this is one of the frustrating things about NFTs and Web3 is that we are so much in their infancy that um, reputations really 
really haven't started to have like a stranglehold yet. Like we see some people that we trust. Um, DC investor is somebody that I, I trust um, more than most because I remember him back from the ETH trader uh, Reddit days and he was always putting out qual uh, quality content then. So now we're talking about four or five years of having this like trustworthy reputation that's on the line. Um, but do I trust an NFT project or a Twitter account that just popped up within the last month? Uh, harder to do so. But, you know, you you kind of you watch it closely, you figure out what they're about, what their incentives are for acting in good faith. Um, and then you essentially just assign your own personal risk calculation to this. Right. If you are looking to invest in an NFT project where the track record of the team is non-existent, that's not to say that they're going to rug you. That's not to say that they're bad actors at all. But maybe it is to say that you shouldn't be going all in on them. Right. You know, assign that a risk probability. What are the odds that this team rugs, disappears, and, you know, fucks off into the ether and takes their money? If it's 75%, that doesn't mean that it's a bad bet. It just means that you should be allocating a very, very small percentage of your liquidity to betting on it. You know? Yep. I, I think that that, is, like, when you break it down into actual, like, internal math, and, you know, there's a qualitative aspect to this, you kind of have to figure it out yourself. Um, but you can participate in these. But if this team just showed up in the last two weeks, I wouldn't be quick to be giving them a lot of my money or any of it. Sit on it. Wait on it. Maybe they do another project in the future. If, uh, if the, you know, the, the first one is a success and they've worked on it really well, they've developed the project, they maintained communications. You know, if they're going to do something in the future, then great. Get in on that one. Right. But I just I think that this uh, going back to the original discussion, this demand for doxing, like this is some kind of traditional Web2 world where these are companies and in traditional companies, everybody is public and you see it all like the Web3 space is existing for a reason because people have frustrations with the way traditional um, empires or companies or, or the traditional world has operated because it hasn't been fair to everybody. It hasn't been equitable to everybody. <laughs> Doc, corporate or officers rug all the time. Enron, MCI, WorldCom. Yes, 100%. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> you know, people rug all the time. Doc, right. Right. And, and, and to your point, actually, with that, and you mentioned this um, in was it when we were talking about squiggles was, you know, sometimes doxing can actually make you too comfortable with who they are, too. Right. Like, oh, right. They just because up a it, LinkedIn profile and a Facebook profile. And now all of a sudden, well, this is a real person. It's got to be it's got to be good. Like like you just said, people rug in real if life you, all the time. <clears throat> I've known if people you are that have gone to prison. For defrauding investors because um, they're out there getting money from everybody right and then, then they pull up in a new truck and, and like a little bit anecdotal but i knew who that person was i i, I interacted with them on a day-to-day -day basis rugged rugged everybody you knew mm. Mm. sorry you were about to say something if you knew people or yeah i were, forgot the the oil caught up to me we should go to the next subject <laughs> bored with the doxing never talking about it again no I, uh, i'll dox myself in in june i'm not hiding don't worry <laughs> um it's a boring conversation to me but you, you make so? it exciting 
baby. Yeah. No, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I just, I don't You're think welcome. it's boring at all. I think it's a very, um, I think it's a very important thing that we have to keep in mind um, for, for how, you know, this, where this world is going. Um, but if you want to hear somebody talk about it, that's mm-hmm. way fucking better at it than me. Just go look up Bology. Sorry. What's up? You know, like, um, you know, in movies when like the, they use an effect and they show like an aura glowing around somebody and it's like, you're seeing the aura and the nature within. That's all I care about with projects going. I want to see the aura. I can see that aura like pretty damn easy. Everything else is, is a moot point. Everything else is by people who can't see the aura, baby. It's all energy. You just got to, it's all about sensing it. You could sense it. You sense it. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. You can look at it. You can see if there's passion in it. You can see if there's effort in it and take a close look, right? Like that's the thing. You can see if there's passion in me. There's not a lot of things that I get excited about. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Um, This was just an article that popped up on Decrypt, how to keep your NFTs safe. Uh, always good to just remind everybody that this is a the wild, wild west of, uh, you know, <laughs> investments wild, wild and west. speculative Ooh. assets. Sing it. Hello. Will Smith's greatest song. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Get jiggy. <laughs> you throw fucking get jiggy with it on at the club. Oh, my God. That shit. Sl- Maybe the Gen Z doesn't know. Uh, doesn't know about it, but probably please, not. You get me a bunch of millennials in a room. I no, throw on no, getting no, 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 no. panties just blowing off. Of me. Makes that sound too. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm not going to go through all of this because I think most of us are aware, but I mean, it is just a pretty good collection of like all of the um, big kind of scams that go down fake mint pages, uh, fake airdrops, stuff like that. But the big thing is always to remember that the person who can control security the most and the most vulnerable link in the chain is always the human element of it. Right. So just um, always be vigilant in uh, in who you're dealing with and what they're asking you to do things like screen sharing um things like just popping into the dms if you don't know like i've had plenty of conversations with people that jump into the dms and i like you know i really really pump the brakes on the conversation before i'm uh post uh clicking any links that they're sending me or or anything like that because again verify don't trust jump in there, do some digging around, see what the likelihood is that this is a real person, um, go into their discord or whatever, and figure out if that's the actual person that's messaging you. So often we see scams take place just because the space moves so fast and people are so quick to click things or jump in because they feel like they're going to be missing an opportunity that exists. But again, as we see... Is that why you didn't buy any candles from my Etsy store? I sent you that link like a week ago. Yeah. Um, no. Your scent your scents were uh were off to me. What? Yeah. Jeez. New York City hot dog oh, cart didn't seem like any uh, a good scent for my apartment. It's my best seller. You'd be Is surprised. It? Actually, I yeah. could feel like that one would sell pretty well. Mm-hmm. Hot dog stand. Yeah. People like that. We need Raid Party to come out and make us a bag tomorrow. Well, we got it pulled up. Maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, check out Decrypt if you uh, want a refresher on the best security practices. Good article. It's nice to see a, a site You know, do that. As Shubank said, get yourself a ledger or get yourself a treasure. No, I'm, we're rubbing off on Shubank. He's got his New York accent. He says, get yourself a ledger. 
These fucking get yourself a ledger, huh? See, we got Shubs talking. Uh, he, he lives on Northeast Time, so it's only natural. And he starts talking like a longshoreman from Trenton. <laughs> Perfect. Get the your best treasure. Accent. Get your fucking treasure. Hot dogs, yep. Anyways. <laughs> No, it's not the Yankees Stadium. That was like the Atlantic City Boardwalk, circa 1920. <laughs> get your hot dogs, yeah. Extra, extra. Red hots. Get your franks. Fresh off the press. I don't even know. That might have been British. I don't know. I can't do that accent. Oh, you want me to do British? You won't. No, no, no. I really don't. I really don't. Um, Reese Witherspoon plans TV shows, films based on World of Women Ethereum NFTs. Witherspoon's production company, Hello Sunshine, aims to create opportunities for women in the male-dominated NFT industry. Um, Reese Witherspoon has definitely been a big advocate of World of Women, and uh, I don't know what these TV shows or films look like, but you know. Um. Good for world of women and good for NFTs. I mean, once people start to figure world it out, women go down. Crypto punks. I I I <laughs> could see that <laughs> a lot more than your MF prediction yesterday. Um, you know, they are. I have it pulled up on ETH, I'm guessing they are at ten point three four ETH. Yes, they yeah. have been. I didn't yeah. actually realize how old this project was either. I thought this was one of the newer ones, but this minted back in July. I think this actually just minted. Yeah. Um, just before I got hard into NFTs. Um, so I didn't realize I there was a it. bit more of a track record. Yeah, do you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember it. And this is, this is a powerhouse. This is going to be a brand. This is going to be a brand, people. This is the one that you and I thought looked really good as paintings where they had them yes, all around the house. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was actually pretty impressed with that. I don't know where that video was, but um, you know, you look at them as a profile picture. It's going to appeal to some people. Not exactly my my thing. Fifty one percent of the population, I think. Well, I just meant from like a pure art style, you know, like there's something about like weird just like um vector art gradients that don't always I don't always love for some reason, but um. But I mean, these things are killing it. And uh, as you said, when we looked at them in the uh, in that video, they they actually did look really well. But I mean, a project being ten point three four ETH. I don't know about you. Maybe we should say it though, because I don't feel like there's ever conversation about this, or at least in our circles. But maybe maybe a contender for like a legit blue chip. Definitely, no question. I mean, I, I, it was funny because yesterday the big game on Twitter, some some just smooth-brained ape listed what he thought were his ten blue chip collections. Now there are not ten blue chip collections in existence. Um, okay, well, real. Um, oh yeah, keep going, keep going. Sure. Oh, I was gonna say the real galaxy brain NFT people think there are zero blue chip collections. So I will tell you that right now. They think there are zero blue chip. Or, or I won't say zero, but there's one maybe at most. Now, these people were listing things like alien friends, like um, like dead fellas, like cool cats. All right. These are all elites. These are all great collections. Doodles, elite, great collection. OK, but none of those are even remotely blue chips. Uh, I only start list. Uh, psh, I don't remember that. It, it be 
it's hard because it became a game on Twitter yesterday where everyone started listing their blue chips. And I don't remember what the original tweet was. Right. Um, okay. So gun to your head, one blue chip. What is it? Oh, CryptoPunks. That is it? So that, that's it. Yeah. I actually thought you were going to say Bored Apes. What? No, I mean, Bored? I just. You have to understand, board apes are going to go through a very bad period. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know if it's going to be next year or the year after. But these guys are building a house of cards and they're doing it very well right now. But we've made the point before. They keep have to ju- they have to keep jumping over a higher bar every time because they are largely based on their roadmap right now. They are largely known as the utility NFT. Board Ape Yacht Club invented utility, right? But that's a double-edged sword because it only works as long as you can keep raising the bar. And that's eventually going to end for them. And when it does, we're going to see how much culture premium is there. And I believe there's probably a 30 ETH culture premium there. But if you take away the utility premium, that probably leaves them at about 30 ETH. All right. Now. They fall to 30 ETH. We get a bear market. We're going to find out if they're a blue chip and how they respond when we come out of it. That's really what we're going to see because of all these periods. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Bored Apes is going to go through a rougher period than CryptoPunks went through late last year, early this year? Or maybe it was just early this year? I think it's relative. I think it's relative. Yeah, I know. I mean, I asked you the question, gun to your head, pick one. So CryptoPunks, I mean, I I can't really argue with. I actually just thought you were going to go with Bored Apes now just because of like the relevance that they've created over that time. But I I mean, I totally get it. No, I I think because they there is going to come a point where the next roadmap item doesn't get everyone excited and they crash. And I think they're going to crash maybe 80 percent from wherever they are. I think they can get down to 30 to 50 ETH. And it'll be from 200 or 300 ETH that they're at. Um, so I know who knows how long it'll last, but that's basically what happened to CryptoPunks. They got up to 150. It was either 125 or 150. And they were, were they briefly under 50? Back um, last year? Yeah, something? I want to say like 48 or something. It was like, yeah, like I thought one they briefly. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know what? It's weird. I'm I'm thinking about this in a traditional sense now because, you know, we try not to compare these to stocks and whatnot. But I do think as that maybe that brand grows in size, you can kind of um, make that comparison a little bit easier. But to your point where you say, you know, if there's utility, eventually something is going to come along that is met with un- uh, dissatisfaction and dump the price. Uh, it, it is curious to me, though, because, you know, in in. Um, in retail or in the hospitality industry, uh, a, a general rule of thumb is it takes about seven positive experiences to equal one negative experience, right? Which is a, a monumental hill to climb. However, once you can stack up those positive experiences time and time again, cross that seven, eight, nine, ten threshold or whatever, you know, you you build up some goodwill. The amount of damage that one misstep can do is is dramatically lessened um and i you know if i think if board apes can continue on the trajectory that they are um one small misstep 
And when I say one small misstep, I mean not like a series of concurrent ones where they're just con- constantly fucking up. But one, I don't think is going to have a huge dent in it, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just too volatile a market and people are too fickle. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. We're seeing it kind of go down with Cool Cats right now, right? They don't have that same track record that the Bored Apes does, as great as they have been. But this Cool Pets is kind of putting a little bit of a, uh, a damper on things for them. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I see you guys asking if lemons are a, a blue chip in the chat, and you know, you you gotta you gotta crawl before you walk, and you gotta walk before you run, right? I'm not even calling Cool Cats a blue chip, and it has nothing to do with the game. It has nothing to do with the game. You know, the game, the game was very risky, and that risk right now is rearing its ugly head because. Cool cats do not have the mainstream premium built into them that a board apes or a crypto punks does yet. They they have the potential. I do think they will be the next one. I think the time partnership will largely be responsible. It's huge, and these will appeal to a lot of people. That said, they don't have it yet. So their entire existence be and if this is a own goal, if this is true is now based on this game and the price of milk, okay? And as we are seeing, (laughs) that is not being executed properly or well. I don't know what's wrong. They keep telling us things, but after a while, you start to wonder. And I'm not saying anyone's lying, and I'm not saying they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. I know how difficult an on-chain game is. I know what kind of technical feats they are to pull off. It's why I sit here and uwu and crow about this Etherorgs team all day. All right. And when when I saw what Cool Cats was building and a lot of the elements of their game, my initial instinct was, oh, the Etherorgs team must have consulted for these guys. I mean, look at look at what they're doing, look at how they're building it on Polygon. Orcs must have consulted for them. Well, guess what? We did an AMA with the Orc team and I asked them, I said, hey, guys, I just I was feeling a lot of similarities between you and the did you guys consult for Cool Cats? They said, no, we offered we even called the team and offered them our consulting and they refused. And now I'm sitting here in utter joy playing. That's such a a shame. I actually I didn't I didn't actually realize that and that is such a shame it's it's really telling that a project would put themselves uh, a project of cool cat stature that is trying to build a game will put themselves above a team that has the longest track record of success for an on-chain game in existence to not even just invite them into the room <laughs> and have a conversation mind-boggling to me. that that what is really shocking i just I mean, I'm just learning this now. And I think that that's, uh, um, if, if there's one thing that makes me bearish on cool cats above all else, it's learning that right now, because I just think that that's hubris in its finest, right? Like it's yep. just, yep. You, you've this never done this getting. before and you're going to act like that would be like, if you're, you know, if you're building, um, a, uh, like a, an indie game outside of uh, you know outside of crypto and stuff like that, and a, bi- a really prominent indie developer says, "Hey, if you ever need to pick our brains about something, like let us know." And you're like, "Fuck you, I got this, right?" Like, why would you do that? Take the advice. Yeah, and learn. I, no, and and 
I I don't want I don't want to assume what words were said, how the negotiations went, or anything like that because they didn't give any details, and I didn't want to dig. I mean, these are private negotiations between creators and teams, but you know. I, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt for a very long time, even after learning that fact. And now I'm saying, damn, like, I really wish the EtherOrks team had been in there helping and guiding them. Right. Like, and I, I am think dead everybody has. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the last two days, I have seriously contemplated dumping my pet and not for any other reason, but I'm just getting unexcited. Like what I'm not excited about what product is going to come out given how much has gone wrong. And even given what I was teased, like I never played Pokemon. (laughs) Maybe it's a very fun, addicting game that I don't understand. So I I get, you know, that, and everybody is saying this is very similar to Pokemon. And I just want to circle back and and preface all of this with saying, I love cool cats. It's been my pick as like, what's the next blue chip? Which one's the next one? I love the art. I've been shopping them. I've been asking R2 to help me pick them out. This isn't, this isn't against what cool cats, (laughs) right. (laughs) This isn't against what the cool cats project is, but I'm looking at a team here that I really think needs to get their act together. I love them. I'm not trying to say, I don't think there's any, anyone needs to be fired. I don't think anything egregious has happened here. I just think you need to look at yourself and say, who are we, right? What are we doing? Everyone has called you God's gift to NFTs for a year and you are great, but obviously nobody is infallible. Okay. The Titanic thought it was unsinkable. Let us not think we are unsinkable because we are cool cats. We have to really assess what's going on here. Um, I'm ho- I, Hey, we get an announcement today that Cooltopia's right. I still have my cool pet. I'm going to attempt to play. I get in there. I'm having a great time. I'm coming on here and telling you tomorrow. And I'm going to say that it was just, look, it's the unknown, right? You sit here not knowing what's going on. They've locked up $7,000 of everybody's money Milk is dying on the vine because supply is coming onto the market every day with nothing to do to it. They know this dynamic is whack. It's not a good look. Well, so and that's I, the thing, you know, right? The 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 staking or sorry, the the earning of the milk token should have or I, I would imagine have been designed around the fact that the game was going live yeah. at the same time and these burning mechanisms were going to um control the supply of it. And every day that the the cool pets sit on the sideline. Milk is just accumulating, becoming more and more devalued, um, and you start to create this big gap um, on on um, you know the usage of it and whatnot. That doesn't say that's not to say, and I know you're not saying this, and I'm not saying this that they can't come back from it, that they can't, that they're fucked, they're dead in the water, that cool cats are going to zero. It's nothing like that, but uh, you know, I, I would just say that. You should never really, as far as I know, if this is all true as to what the EtherArch team is saying, like, just take, just, just let them in, give them a, give, give them a two hour rundown of what you got going on. I'm sure they were probably going to do it for free. And, um, you know, that's what it is. And and honestly, this is my greatest advice. If I, 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 if I could talk to the cool cats team and I bet they'd tell me to fuck off because who am I, right? They're, they're the cool cats, but get on the phone with ether orcs immediately. I would even say ether orcs guys. I, I don't think you guys can. I, I don't think they feel slighted. I, I don't want to present this like ether orcs felt anything. I'm sure they, they offered a hand. 
So I'm going to, um, I'm seeing some stuff in the DGen Dojo right now, which I just have to, I should relay because Doc13 pointed out, um, you know, he's, he basically said Etherworks are awesome, but just because Coolcats didn't decide to call, consult with them doesn't mean that you should dump on the Coolcats team, just his opinion. Fair enough. Um, however, I do just think like when you are entering into a new spe- space, i.e. on-chain gaming, and there's a, a team that's willing to offer their support to you, I don't think it hurts to give them an hour or two of your time, especially with the Eartheric stature. Now, furthermore, um, Shubang posted a screenshot that said, I heard Eartheric's devs, and this is in the Coolcats Discord, I believe, um, devs offered consulting to the CC team, but they turned down the offer. Is it true? And they said, I saw them do an, a tweet at us. I wouldn't constitute that as offering consulting, in quotes. So, um, I mean, all valid points. But, um, you know, I, I just, I, I think that the point still stands that it's 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 still going to be, um, they're in a really tricky place right now, you know? So, I mean... Right. Right. Thank you for bringing that I, up, though. I, I mean, agree. I, I am not, I'm not in every trying. Discord. I'm not reading every conversation. I can't see every tweet. So, you know, if we get something wrong or if, you know, something is misinterpreted, by all means, call us out on it. Okay. I will dig up. I will dig up what was said on the AMA. Uh, all they said was that they offered to help. And I kept trying to emphasize that I didn't know what the conversation were. I didn't know how it was said. All the Ether Orcs team said is they offered to help. Um, yeah. I will bring that up. I'm so, I, I'm not trying to cause controversy. I apologize. This is just what was said on an AMA to us. And I was saying it in, op, in an optimistic way on this. I said, wow, I am loving what Cool Cats put together here. I'm seeing a lot of similarities between you guys. Did you consult with them? And they were like, no, we offered. I said, oh, that was very interesting. That was, that yeah. was pretty much the entire thing. And that's what I was trying to relay here. I'm also trying to relay my frustration as a Cool Pets uh, holder. And as I said before, I'd circled back to the beginning. I love cool pets. I'm uh, cool cats. I'm shopping a cool cat. This is not a comment on the collection or anything, but this delay, uh, de- this delay deserves some questioning. And if I were on the team, if I was advising any of them and I said, I'm a peon, they would tell me to fuck off, but I would say get together with the ether orcs team. This is their proficiency, right? And I, I mean, it really is what they're good at to say that, oh, just because they didn't. You, I know you like ether orcs, but that doesn't mean that this team had to consult with them. What do you mean if Michael Jordan tweets at your son and says, yeah, I'll teach him how to play one on one basketball? You're gonna be like, oh, no, just because Michael Jordan offered doesn't mean you got to take the help. What are you out of your mind? There you go. Um I want to just re, uh, parlay this conversation into X2, Y2. Um, yesterday, we said once that, uh, well, you said once that token opens up, it's going to go on a, a big spill downwards. Um, looking at the chart, I, uh, I think it's safe to say that that, that actually did happen. <laughs> um, you ended up getting yours out this morning. You already mentioned on the show that you flipped it uh, for looks rare, um, as that's, you know, I bought looks. you've been stacking up on in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bullish. But I do, I do think that this actually highlights a really interesting conversation about, um, you know, uh, releasing your product before it's ready as well, right? Because uh, you know this was such a, a an awkward looking chart that probably wouldn't have existed if whatever they felt went wrong was rectified before um, releasing it. So if you want 
a little bit of a bull case on cool cats. I will say that at least if that is the case, you know, we want this big um, team that's competing for the next blue chip status to be ready and stuff like that. But I guess if you want to give them some credit, they're not releasing something that they feel is, uh, is unready. Um, as we well, can see, it has agreed. I have said that the whole time. Yeah. And we yeah, have to, not- and that, my stance on that. And I know your stance on that doesn't change. Um, and we've had that conversation. Once you release it, you don't get to take it back. Um, and that's what we're seeing with Raid Party right now. Supposed to be going live tomorrow. Um, seeing some seeing some chat in the Discord that maybe it is, maybe it's not ready, maybe it might be a couple more days. That's all unofficial statements. That's nothing officially being said. Um, right. We don't have any hundred yeah, percent. Uh, right. But you know, people sure. have been in the beta. There's been maybe some bugs that need to be worked out. Um, I'm not in the beta, so I can't even experience this. I would have loved to have been, but it's all good. Um, but again, right, like there's a lot of criticism, there's a lot of fun around it. But when you're dealing with a token, when you're dealing with um people's money and you're dealing with a product that you're putting out in this regard, once it's released, it, it really can't be undone. Pausing it has really, really bad effects. I would say the only one that maybe has been able to rebound from it strongly was uh Wolf Game. But um I that one has always had weird undertones of the celeb pump in it. So, I mean, they they mentioned they were trying to figure out what to do with the dynamics. I know in their announcement, they were, they said, we understand that the milk supply dynamics are getting off kilter because the game isn't going. Um, And they said, they're trying to figure out what to do. I don't think pausing it would be bad. I don't, I I mean, that, that to me is, I'm wondering if that should have been done immediately. I, you know, Maybe it would have caused an artificial pump and what supply was there as stuff came back on the market, but we would just end up back where we were. I, because, yeah. I mean, I suppose once the game gets going, you can just Uber evolve your pet, right? If you really want to, you can just dump all that milk. Into, For cool pets? Into well, there's a maximum stuff, right? of five, five items per day that you can contribute. Oh, to. okay. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of does throw off. It, it does. It throws off the supply dynamic. Well, they probably should pause it. Also, Again, I apologize. Don't in consult the, in with the chat. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Shoebang pointed out that they did freeze claiming of milk as well. Oh, good, good. So actually a good move by them. Yeah, I do think that's what they should do. But yeah, I, I wouldn't consult with FMC. I'd consult with the EtherOrg team. And I don't want to assume... Maybe what the issues here are something that the Ether Orc team would be able to fix. This is just the I, I I trust these guys. They're also very nice and very helpful, and they've consulted with a ton of the on-chain uh, P2Es that have come out and have been successful. So, like like Ethereal Elves, which people crow, crow about to me. Right, Eternal Elves. Ether, uh, sorry, Ether. Yeah, there's two of them. That's confusing in and of itself. <laughs> um, but you know what? Honestly, guys, thank you. And uh, to those listening in chat and uh, posting it on Discord and whatnot, like if 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 anything ever comes up that you disagree with or you know is just factually incorrect, um, by all means, we're not immune to it. And we are kind of all learning this stuff in real time. As I'm sure you all know, there's so much shit going on in the NFT space. Um, and you're, there's so many different sources of information that you're trying to get and sift through. Um, definitely not immune to to not getting it all right all the time. And uh, that's one of the things I love about this show is, is that communication back and forth. Do you know what I am picturing in my head right now? Could you imagine a pixelated Ether or Cool Cat mashup like an orc that that was a, a cool like pixel. Oh my 
God. <laughs> oh my God. I would, I would do unholy things for this JPEG. <laughs> okay. <laughs> unholy things. You heard it here first. Um, I have a couple other things to, to queue up things we've got releasing, um, cat blocks. A lot of been a bit, a lot of talk about cat blocks. The, uh, pre-sale has gone. Um, the public sale is going live sometime today. Let me just clarify that and make sure I get it right. Um, fuck my screen went wrong. I don't know. Anyways, people are talking a lot about cat blocks. Um, this is uh, sitting at uh, on OpenSea right now at a... I've got to refresh it. Pull it up. 0.34 floor. Uh, it is still pre-reveal and the volume's been pretty nice on it right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I was looking at the um, the website that they have and some of the sneak peeks that they have on Twitter and for a you know, 3D style profile picture. Uh, actually kind of digging this one more than I normally do. They have a lot of different styles to it. And, um, you know, a lot of really great textures. They look pretty clean. Hard to say what they're going to look like in a profile picture or what all the floors are going to look like next to each other, which is often something that I typically do when I'm judging a project once the reveal has happened um, and and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. But uh, I don't know. These are actually looking good. The textures are uh, quite nice on it and they look pretty clean. There's a rumored collab with Puma too. Yeah, I did see something about like a, a top five brand that they're partnered with, but um, I, I couldn't really pull a lot of, I uh, couldn't substantiate a lot of that. So, um, I mean, if it, if it exists, it exists. I wouldn't be buying based on that until I, I, I saw something concrete. But hey, you know, buy the news, sell the, or buy the rumor, sell the news. That, that's how it goes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, I've seen these talked about a lot. Way too close a name to Cat Bricks, so I couldn't even. Cat Bricks Club. <laughs> that was a, that one was a mouthful um, to say there, but uh, yeah, nearly six. So pre-sale is going. I don't know where my uh, notes on the public sale going live for that. Another thing that's going live today is Beanbag Friends. Not sure if you guys have seen that, but just pulled this one up, and I thought uh, in terms of like cute art style, didn't look too bad. Um, you just made a sound there. Go ahead. <laughs> bring up potato <laughs> pals real quick Pota bring up no bring up potato pals right now everyone look at the art on your screen now bring up potato pals okay okay go ahead hit me what do you want me to say what now put them back to keep clicking back and forth between the tabs <laughs> was potato pals the one that started off as like a, a, <laughs> a lemon derive I, I think, well, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of lemons minted that because they're not like, uh, they're, they're docs. They're part of the lemon. It's more of a, like, uh, the, this is our friends. We're going to help them out a little bit, but you know, it's the, the, the bean, these bean bags are potato pals with a stitch down the side of the head. It's the same yeah, thing. I didn't mean bean bags. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Except that remind me of is actually one. the sack boy from that little big planet game. Um, uh, that's what these oh. look similar to me, uh, to very popular game. And, uh, yeah, 
one of the uh, the OGs of being able to customize your little character. So <laughs> beanbag is just one that I saw <laughs> flying around. Um, I hope everybody who buys these makes gigantic retirement bags. <laughs> Clementine's Nightmare is one that's actually looking really good, though. There's a um, Tim Burton-esque feel to it. I've seen people compare them to, I think, Hollow Knight, which is a pretty popular uh, uh, game. And uh, these are minting as well today. I'm going to pull that up. Minting at noon today. They're a little bit more on the expensive side, though. And I'm, um, you know... I'm not sure. This seems to be uh, hyped enough to be able to sell out, but it is a 0.25 ETH mint and the phase one supply is apparently 5,000 and phase two supply is 10,000. I'm taking that to mean that there's going to be 15,000 of these. There is a game. It is eventually supposed to be play to earn. I'm going to find my screen back here. Um, That is not ready to go yet, uh, but getting this in your wallet does allow you to have pre-sale access or uh, sorry, beta, like alpha and beta access into playing the game before the P2E mechanics or P and E as they're calling it um, mechanics. Uh, I like play and earn better if I'm being honest with you. But um, yeah, this is going live. Now, the only thing I will say is like on the homepage and you kind of pointed it out to me, they have like these really great 3D kind of clayish style um, figures, you know, looks so good. I mean, this is just an incredibly good art style. Love the characters, like the the character traits of it. They just, they, they have so much um, uh, design and and personality is the word I'm looking for. Um, maybe I, I'm thinking what is going down here is that the actual profile pictures are going to look more like this drawn art style and the game is going to match up and uh, correlate more in the 3D sense. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is going to be fun to watch going down. I mean, I don't have pre-sale or, or, or getting in on this or whatever. Are you any any minting in, in going on in Clementine's Nightmare? Yeah, I hate this, and I'm not saying they did it on purpose, but I have been looking at this project for the better part of a month, and all I've seen, and it's my fault, I guess I should have scrolled lower on the site, but all I've seen is the claymation. And now it looks like you're going to get 2D pictures as the PFP, which is fine. Like, I, It's great art. Even the 2D stuff is great art. It is. But yeah. It does feel, I don't know, I definitely in my head wanted those uh, Tim Burton looking plasticine 3d figures. So don't think it means anything. This is, this is one of those obvious cook situations. Um, I don't think we know when the game is due. So this is, here's the thing. This, this feels like another situation. Now they're not doing a fucking Dutch auction at three ETH. So credit to them, but this feels very similar to Pixelmon that the best part about this project is what you're seeing right now these images on the website. Um, I don't think the game's going to be out for a very long time. So that's the yeah. only thing I would caution when you, when you purchase this. Right. For sure. Um, always important to remember that you uh, sometimes are paying a premium for these promises and you got to kind of figure out whether or not you think that this team is going to, or likely to deliver. Um I'm being uh, just a little bit of further information in regards to how the drop is going down. Today is the 5,000 NFT drop, which is considered their Genesis collection. Um, And then the phase two is the 10,000 one, which will be happening in March. I thought it was a little bit closer uh, together than that. But um, 5,000 as a Genesis collection seems seems very high, too, if I'm being honest with you. But 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to be watching this. I think that the art direction is fantastic. And well, uh, it's mainstream. I've seen it on Instagram. So that's why, that's why they're going with again, guys, 10,000 is an absurdly low supply in the grand scheme of things. It's only because we're dealing with a million unique wallets right now. Once the masses come in, like uh, companies are going to be targeting 20 to 50,000 PFP sizes that that's what the demand is going to be there. It's just not where this is what, you know, and I just think that this is going to be a situation of an obvious cook for anyone on the whitelist or who or who mints. It's going to run up to one or two ETH. Uh, and then in a week or two, we're going to be like, well, the game isn't here for two months. And then it's going to crash back down to mint price. And in like two months, you're going to be able to buy these for whatever price you want. And I probably why, like I said, I this shit speaks to me. I love it. I just think that they are. From what I've seen so far, this is going to be uh, a qu- a quick lived pump that will allow you to get in at better prices once uh, once the hype dies down. Yeah, I I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, I'm going to probably be sitting out on this at a point two five mint price, but uh, I don't know why they have a what is that hate bear? What was that hype bears? <laughs> Um, all right. And then yeah, they're uh, definitely partnering with all the wrong people and doing all the wrong <laughs> engagement. To, no, I'm serious. Like, no, no, no. It, I know. I, I didn't love want seeing the, that, that little bear pop right. up there. No, if you want the bear case on this team, it was hard for somebody like Alpha Mint to get in contact with them to get whitelist spots for our uh, community, but they're giving whitelist spots to famous gamers with YouTube channels and 42,000 subscribers who own one NFT and are willing to do a retweet for da 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 da. Those are cheap engagement tactics. Those are mining. What you're doing is you're trying to get new customers from outside the NFT world to buy these. What does that say about a team? What does that say about a project? All right. You decide, but that is that's what's going on here. So uh, that's the bear case for them. The thing is, with all of these, you can't deny the quality of what they're showing you. So if they execute on this product, I, I love the art. I, mm-hmm. If the team executes, doesn't really matter what type of cheap, you know, they maybe hired some stupid PR firm who was like, well, these are the things you do to get popular. Like, who knows? So I won't fault them long term for that if they can execute but i definitely think this is going to be a flash in the pan as far as the initial pump we'll see hopefully they have something to go right away i'm wrong if you're minting this it's looking like free money for you yeah decoy is saying is this not supposed to be a card game i heard that somewhere it looks like um on their twitter it says it's a p and e nft hero battler game so i don't think so um sometimes these Sometimes these games incorporate a card game into it. We saw with like a traditional game, like The Witcher had their um, Gwent card game that was within the game and it was fun to play. And then it became its own thing. But uh, it doesn't look like that for this. So um, speaking of me if I'm wrong, games, but that's not how they're labeling it. Did you see that pixel verse pixel pets art? Did you see the reveal? No, I didn't. Let's talk about that. Why not? Look. Pixel verse. And I'll say quickly, we all own Raid Party, Vibo. Uh, We are eagerly awaiting the game launching tomorrow. The P2E experts in our Discord are bullish on it, and we are very excited to be able to play. Right now, obviously, only the beta, the people using the beta. 
come to play. So we're holding, we're waiting, we're eager. We're going to get the Alpha Mint Guild going. Uh, everything's been delayed, so that's why we've kind of paused talking. You know, we got we got to wait till there's something uh, to go with. But yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I would say in terms of raid party, um, if if most people are buying right now or holding, it's not for like swing trading. Like I guess you could presume that there might be a pump before the game or blah 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 blah. So you could do it. I suspect that most people now are just waiting for the game to actually go live. I've taken my position in it. I took it early on. I'm feeling good about it. It's kind of gone uh, above and below water. But really, I haven't been overly concerned about um, uh, you know plus or minus ETH in terms of my investment right now because it has been all about the game, um, and and that's what that's really the only thing I'm looking at in terms of uh, raid party right now is when this game launches and and you know is it fun to play um fmc you like the pixel pets art that was a I question from Sambo. question before i uh i like the egg still <laughs> um are you surprised I mean, is it just the is at? just this <laughs> are you surprised with what you're looking at young r2 kind of this isn't <laughs> what i would have expected i mean it's obviously they've got some some Can't properties yeah, he said something in the DJ dojo before. I was like, really? They look bad. I got to go see what they, these were. And I was like, huh, let me get, I want R2's first impression. This is my first impression. Um, I mean, I would love this little guy to be front and yes. center and exactly. these traits and stuff like that. It doesn't need to look like a playing card. I right. mean, you can just build those right. into the properties. Um, or why not, why not do the little lemons thing? Give me a PFP. As the thi- then put a little thing I can press and it flips around and I see my mm. my card and my stats and all that right like just like I like lemon. that idea. Yeah, I mean, I, like it's that. it's taking me too much effort to figure out what these things look like. You open up right. OpenSea, right. and sure, I have it zoomed out a little bit, and I have it on, uh, you know, a small grid. If I go large, like, yeah, I, I think the art of them, you know, if you go like close and look at it, oh Jesus. Like this is fine. It's a cute little guy. Right? Fine, I like it a lot. I'm torn. I agree with you, Cambo. This is weird to me because I'm torn. I think the way they executed it on the on the Open Sea page and the image you see is weird. Yet the the image itself is pretty damn cool. I love the little characters they came up with. And again, they're just going to say that you know it's that their whole point here is the metaverse it's pixel verse get in there and use your character right like these will look great in the right. game i have no doubt about it definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it is stark going from that like the coolest egg i've ever seen in these are NFT. fucking so good man these these oh my right god here. oh my god so huh and you know they could fix that. They could they could change the metadata. Uh, uh, sappy seals. You know this was another one. You were supposed to come talk to AM. What happened, guys? We were, <laughs> come on, Jesus. Oh, we're we're oh, here. Oh, we're here for you. I could uh, okay. honestly. With, okay, so like, go onto their website, open it up. Like this is all great DM me stuff. Best. DM me, right? All great stuff. Looks good. They put a lot of thought into this. Oh, look at this. Pixel art, just beautiful. Oh no, Cambo doesn't even like the the underlying pixel art. I'll tell you which art I've never been a fan of. That would be the see. I'm not even going to say it because I love the pixel verse. Um, but it's fine. So Cambo, you don't even like the, uh, the. Oh no, 
He's saying, dude, close your tip. Really? I dig the pixel verse. This is very nostalgic. Are you a young man, Cambo? Close my tabs. Are you telling me to close my tabs because I have too many open? No, because I think it's because the pixel verse. He doesn't like looking at it. Oh. Or, oh, no, maybe he means it's too many tabs. Yeah, some people get anxiety. This is by design. I do have to have these all pulled up <laughs> as much as possible for the uh, show. Um, our show. I can't. Uh, I can't. I, I wish I could actually crop that off so you guys didn't have to look at it. But then, you know, as, as I do the show notes after, I need to flip through the tabs to see what we actually talked about. Um, you're a little salty because you offered to help with their art. Yeah. Ah, so the, uh, the the truth comes out. There's a little uh, <laughs> personal bias here, so I get that. Um, Methamphetamine like I, is saying they used up all their creative juices on the eggs. I mean, hey, those are damn good eggs. So that was a great. Egg. I think I would just leave mine unrevealed for the time being. Well, that's a, that's often a well. Is it? Do you choose to reveal it? No, I, I think some of them are just refresh. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Talking about reveal, uh, Kakodi did finally reveal last night. It's supposed to go live at 8 p.m. Ran a little bit longer. I fell asleep before the reveal, uh, but there was some definite volume on them. I think they got up to about a 0.2 floor around the time that they were about to reveal. Kind of cooled off since then. That's pretty typical that we see from projects when they undergo reveal. Um, but uh, but yeah, you you had a couple of them. You managed to roll one pretty rare one. Yeah, and look, I am going through right now, three minutes ago, 0.4 sale, nine minutes ago, 0.35 sale, 13 minutes ago, 0.55 sale. So the floor is not the story here. Not all about the floor, these have sure. been, Yeah, these have been moving. Last night we saw, at first we saw a 0.7 sale, then a 0.8, then a 1.2, then a 3.69, then a 2, then a 3. There were a bunch of 1s. That's what you want to see with this type of collection. The art looked fabulous. The floors, yes, the floors are under what they were pre-reveal. We always expect that to happen. If the rares hadn't been popping off like they were, I'd be worried. Right now, this is just a matter of discovery. The people buying rares, the people sweeping 60 and 40 of these things know what's up. And it's just a matter of the other whales, the other discords the other traders uh finding out about it and i mean these you know these rare rare sales got me excited and i did pull a number 41 kakodi nice which is my second rarest nft i've ever pulled i haven't uh i haven't looked at any of the rarity snipers for mine um Mm -hmm. but yeah um, I just want to bring this back to a question that uh, JRP asked uh, earlier on in the show, asking if a Alpha Mint offers consulting um, or is even interested in consulting newer projects. So we do. Um, we're very selective about who we're doing this with, and it is obviously in you know um, it is taken into great care that uh, you know we we trust that they're a legitimate project. We do a. a really big pre-screening call with them make sure that we're on the same page you know our, our everything's aligned with us and them uh Kikoti is one of those projects that we we did help just with um you know getting the project off of the ground and whatnot um always felt that the art looked good one of the reasons why and i'm happy to say that i'm i'm happy or i'm i'm you know, I'm enjoying the uh, the profile pictures that they put out, but they do also have the game component, which, you know, they have teasers of on Twitter and whatnot. We've showed them on this thing, but this thing is uh, definitely in the works. 
and um, is is usable right now. Obviously, they still have lots of building to do, but like there are, there are demos of it. So um, to answer your question, yes, we do. We are selective. We don't want to overextend ourselves. We're not just partnering up with anyone and everyone who who comes in and, and asks for it. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you still there? Yeah, no. And JRP asked, do we like them as avatars? All the ones that I've seen so far have worked in the PFP bubble. They're, they're simple enough and they're kind of unique enough. They have an anime style that's like, um, that's not, that's not like Azuki. That's not like the other anime styles you've seen. So I, I do think they work really well. I was impressed with the quality of the art. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of them in profile pictures that, you know, the team, if you go on their discord, has them in there, too. I can always tell who I'm I'm talking to based uh-huh. on it for sure. So, yeah, I mean, congrats to Kakodi for uh, for getting their reveal off seems to have gone really well for them. And uh, after the uh, after the show, I'm going to go try and dig into what I actually ended up getting. Ella, you know, 198. Nothing wrong with that. What is the best NFT uh, rarity you've ever pulled? Off a of mint or pre-reveal, the rare ghosts. Remember the rare ghost club. Oh, okay. Did you hold it? Was it? Did you hold it on reveal? No, I sold it pre-reveal. Mm, sold damn. It, it was, what was that? What was that? It was high. It was. It was number twenty, number twenty-five, and now this is the next best one I hit, which was number forty-one. Forty-one well, is n- nothing to shake a stick at. That's awesome. Well, it was pretty good, and I what my strategy was: I wanted to play the cycle, and if I got a really good rare, because I was talking about it on the spaces right before the reveal, because there were actually a lot of lemons who were in Kokodi as well. We were talking about it, and they were like, "What would you do? What's your strategy?" And I was telling them, "Well, if you get." you know, a real top rare, unless it's like your forever PFP, you fall in love with it. It's the JPEG you're, you know, taking to your grave, whatever. It's always better to flip those into the initial hype, buy some floors. You see a greater percentage rise in the floors. You sell those and then you wait for the hype to die. Because when the hype dies, the floor falls, but then people start to paper the rares they were holding as they realize it's not going to go higher and higher and they're not going to get the price they thought of in their head. So that was my plan. I saw a bunch of them selling for three ETH last night. So I listed mine at three. Lo and behold, I woke up this morning and it had not sold. And there are rarer ones now listed between 1.2 and 3. So I'd either have to adjust my price or wait. And I'm probably just going to wait because I think that the only issue with Kokodi right now is the discovery. And I think Bria is going to, they, they revealed at a weird time. You know, the West Coast, it's 7.57 in the morning right now. They're just waking up. Um, So I expect discovery to happen over the next few days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Darren's saying his longest, or his his longest mint, his rarest mint was a number 14 long neck lady. Nice pull. Nice. Vibo saying he got the legendary gossip girl because of uh, FMC's call. Oh, shit. Right, 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 right. That that was the the devil one, Vibo, the the one that sold for 6.66. Damn. What a, what a. 
Amphetamine. I mean, no, we're going to talk about Eden Horde right now. Um, I do have that pulled up, and we're going to kind of finish off with it. Um, just give me one second. Of course it was overshadowed meth. I, I own a bunch of Kokodi. I don't own any Eden Horde. Why, why would I? Why would I care? I'm just kidding. Oh, it overshadowed Kokodi. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh it's a good take. They're good looking. Is it gonna be a P2E? I assume. No, I'm muted. There we go. Yeah, uh, Eden Horde is up here, and this thing has uh, absolutely crushed it since not only it minted out, but now upon reveal. Um, going to refresh it one more time, but I think it's sitting at about a 1 ETH floor. 1.0 ETH floor right now, and that is uh, that is really, really impressive. Uh, I, I'm going to take that as the reveal was better than expected because oftentimes you don't see the uh, the the post reveal run like you know we have all the time. Like Azuki was a great example of that coming out, surprising people, and really just taking off from there. Somebody asked earlier in the show if Azuki qualifies as a blue chip. That is, uh, as of right now, probably a resounding no. Um, but that doesn't mean that they won't get there. It, there, there is that a is, large time component to blue chips. Loudest no, that's the loudest no you'll ever get from me. Azuki is so far from a blue chip, uh, it blows my mind. Blows my mind. I mean, you got this project is three goddamn. We even the influencers are 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 sipping this Kool Aid. They're out of their minds. This thing's been around for two days. They're saying anything that's been around this long that has the masses saying it's changing everything about NFT. This is the da -da -da. they're making me more bearish on Azuki by the day. The way they're talking, it's it's a cult, uh, and I don't I don't think the right type. Okay, it's not it. It's a cult based around promises, not based around uh, delivering, period. And I hate the one, I hate the rare one. The ghost, I can never tell what's in Moon Overlord's PFP. It, it's it's so annoying to me. It, it's jumbled. It doesn't work in the PFP. Some of them are very nice. I like the comfy boy ones, the uh, the Pikachu hoodies. I'd rock a Pikachu hoodie. I, I I mean my biggest statement for that is the time component of it, right? Like you you don't just wake up and become a blue chip. There is uh, there's got to be a staying power involved in it. That's the only time is the great equalizer, right? There's one thing that every project has to overcome, and it's time. Um, and and you don't just get to mint and be a blue chip. Azuki is not a blue chip. Clonex is not a blue chip. That's not saying they never will be blue chips. Um, they just oh, can't be. Now mm -hmm. I remember. You know what was in this guy's fucking list? I, I, I die. I almost fell out of the window. Guess this blue right. chip list this guy did? Invisible Friends. Oh, he hasn't even minted yet? He called Invisible Friends a fucking blue chip. <laughs> minted. Lose my fucking mind on these people. Ridiculous. Send well, on that note, if anybody wants to come up on stage with us, the link is up in the uh, Alpha Mint chat for the Moon Lounge members. Simmer, you're good. The bad man can't hurt you up here. Um, so, yeah, Eden Horde, uh, 
you know, seems to be uh, <laughs> seems to be absolutely crushing it. The volume has been absolutely unreal on it since it's uh, minted. And, you know, I, where do these go? I have no idea. But, uh, you know, I'll be watching it closely. Apparently, the Azukis were aping into it pretty hard, too. Bring Cass up here. GM Cass. I think Roboto's got up to 1.1. JRP, what were they at a few days ago? I know Roboto's yeah. a- they did a nice little um, game night with the little lemons the other night. Or no, it was Star Catchers. I'm sorry. How are you guys? Fabulous. Except I'm for good, people man. calling Azuki a blue chip. Uh, don't watch that, man. Everything's a fucking blue chip. So, <laughs> no, um, Ali and friends, see this? Yes. See this? yes. Fuck, me. Fuck me. Listen, I love Luxwear. I yes. love it. Looks I just more. That's how much I love it. No, seriously, I'm, I'm, because um, it just happened. It, it, me and Sandman were, were were just watching it run to like 0.35, and then I looked at my wallet, and I was like, "Fuck! Like, where's it gone?" <laughs> 0.35. Yeah, it ran to yeah. 0.35 last night. Yeah, it ran to 0.35, and then I was looking at my wallet because I was thinking, I was saying to Sandman, "If it runs up to 0.5, I'm getting rid." And OpenSea delisted. Oh, apparently they're listed again. B Vlad's saying that. Oh, is it listed again now? Yeah. Michael well, I, I'm gonna. Con- I'll confirm for you in a second. Michael Garcia in the audience. Can I oh, ask yeah. you to briefly type what your definition of a blue chip is before before I just uh, have an aneurysm live on the air? Please tell me what your definition of a blue chip is. Uh. What yeah, I mean, definitions are going to play a huge role in what you're considering it. Um, I would also like to know why you think Invisible Friends is a blue chip before it's even minted. I mean, if there's any definition, um, having minted should be should be in there. Oh, Alien Friends is back up. Why can't I see up? it? Uh, it looks like they're coming back online. There's only 134 of the minted. Why would it even get listed in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. That's what we were all very confused about. Uh, You saw them do it with Squiggles. You saw them do it with the 888 collection. Now (laughs) We laughed about the 888 one, but... um, A good project accidentally gets delisted. That's who you have to be named with. These are the projects that have been delisted recently. Yeah, I wasn't too keen, so I just went on looks rare and then got my two X and walked out. So I was oh, you're done with it? Well, if it's open, I'll, I'll have a look back in and see if I can find something on reveal, maybe. But by that, they're selling on that. They're selling on OpenSea. Are they now? Um, yeah. Right. A, oh, he's a, just trying to get you going. <laughs> a blue chip. A blue chip is a company that has been added to the Dow Jones Industrial Average. For over a century, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was considered the benchmark index in the world. If your company was added to it, it's because the greatest minds at the Dow Jones Corporation decided that your company is a store of value and that investing in it over time is as sure a bet as it gets. I didn't realize that CryptoPunks are listed on the Dow Jones. 
Yes. Your your company had likely been through a bear market and come out the other side. Your company is showing profits. It is showing revenue. It likely had roadmaps that it executed on. All of these things were criteria to be added to the Dow Jones Industrial Average. This term has been adopted in NFTs to describe originally CryptoPunks, also a few art blocks collections, which was even a stretch then. What I would assume what, Fidenzas, Ringers, Squiggles? Fidenzas and Ringers, and okay. the, the, the uh, whatever the other way. App, um, Apparitions? Africa. No, no, no. Uh, I was gonna say, I didn't think so. No, not at all. Um, so the Definition in the NFT world tends to be a collection that has made it through one or more bear markets and has still maintained its value because you look at a lot of stuff from 2017, 18 and 19. And if Gary V wasn't around, it would still be at zero. But CryptoPunks maintained their value, held and came out of each bear market stronger and with a higher floor. Is there any other collection you can say that for? Not one, not even bored apes. Me calling them a blue chip could be getting ahead of myself. What would be the minimum amount of time for existence that would even let you start to entertain the conversation? Because I think that that is a great starting point. We talk about bear markets every other week because volume leaves NFTs. Those aren't bear markets. I would like to go through an actual bear market. That oh, okay. Be- so it's it's not even about like it minted three years ago. It minted a year ago. It's like uh, time since last bear market or or um, number of bear markets survived. Right. Well, I think the collection is going to have to be out. You know, a collection like Orcs launched right into the last bearish period, but I wouldn't say they've been through a bear market. Like becoming first first you have to become what, a f- what you just said was so smart too because bearish period and bear market are two very different things i don't think that i've ever had an nft bear market yet um i know i've had a crypto bear market and i can confirm to you a bear market a real bear market is uh, right. tough 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 right now why do i think crypto dick butts are going to be a blue chip because over the next six years as NFTs are fodder for media around the world to be sensationalist in every way. When they bring up the absurdity of NFTs, the poster child for the absurdity of NFTs are CryptoDicpa. These are really attention tokens, okay? That's what an NFT is. It's an attention token. The ones that grab the most attention maintain their floor. They, they moon. They rock it. CryptoDicpas will always grab attention because of their absurdity. That's why they're going to be a future blue chip. I, so, um, I, yeah, I don't uh, see any um, problem with that. Okay. So what kind of, with, with that, with what you've just said there, what would you guys class as a blue chip or who would be classed as a blue chip? Crypto punks and board apes. Just them two. Yeah. What about you, Artie? Because that word blue chip gets flung around very easily in the NFT market. It does. Too too easily. Too easily. Yeah. 
Um, the fact that anybody put Invisible Friends on a blue chip list is just indicative of how um, easily that word gets thrown around because that's, yeah, but yeah. like, I'm ridiculous to be well, in the conversation. I mean, even just hearing about Invisible Friends, I'm not being funny, it hasn't even released yet. So how can you be a blue chip when you haven't even got a token? I think cultural relevance along with time are going to be the most thing, the most important thing. If I am talking to somebody who is not in NFTs whatsoever um, and I can show them something that they recognize, it's going to be a crypto punk um, and it's going to be a bored ape. Now, they might not know what it is, but they will have understood that they have seen it before, um, especially if they're on Twitter. But I mean, it gets flashed around on Instagram a lot and whatnot, too. Uh, it all comes back to attention. It's an attention token. No, no, a hundred percent, right? Yeah. And I, I just think that um, projects that, for the time being, projects that transcend the NFT ecosystem, you can start talking about it, right? Um, and I don't know any others other than Board Ape and CryptoPunks right now. Once the NFT market matures, you probably have to stretch that definition around a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody, Azuki, Clonex, like cool, has a lot of potential. They can get there. I'm never saying anything bad about it. We've been very, very fair and, 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 you know, appreciative of them on this show, uh, despite myself never owning them and, uh, free market, never owning any Azukis. Just because we say it's not a blue chip is not slander. It just can't be yet. Anything over 10 ETH has the potential to be a blue chip. Anything. V Friends, Azuki, Cool Cats, they all have the potential. Why? Because one of the easiest gauges of attention is your floor price. I mean, you don't get to a 10 ETH floor price uh, without major attention from very wealthy people. So that's always a great gauge of attention. Mm hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. I'm watching the S&P 500 chart, and the the there may have been an explosion in Russia, but we're not freaking out on the S&Ps. So I don't think it's anything to worry about yet, Cambo. The S&Ps will tear. In fact, they just bottomed and look like we're going to get the reversal. I was hoping. I don't know if we're gonna. It's gonna last. That is what I'm seeing right here. Right now. Is that the explosion is not, um, yeah, seven minutes ago and we made a bottom and now we're already rebounding. So I think Where can I find this news? I don't know. Hmm. Apparently, Star Wolves has a write-up in Blockster. Uh -huh. Have to read that. Cool. We should also a link up for that. Oh, I'll be interested in that. And we should also um, bring up. Uh, yeah, now it's what was important. V Friends has a very good chance to be considered blue chip. Um. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like I said, anything over 10 ETH has that potential. How it's long, a potential. How long, how long has Bordet been around? It's less a, than a year. Yeah, almost a year now. Mm -hmm. Almost a year. Which is so, incredible because it feels like it's just been around forever now. Mm. And Cool Cats, curiously. 
a same time ish. Uh, June, I want to say, Cool Cats it was June. So about three months. It's it's a it's one of those. Um, it's a curve, right, on a chart where on the x axis is attention and cultural relevance, and on the y axis is time, and you can. You can elevate in either direction and get to blue chip status without without necessarily the other one. So, Ape has been around for more time than CryptoPunks, but they they have more attention in a short amount of time. So I think that I'm quicker to call a board ape a blue chip because I think based on the cultural relevance they have now, they're never going away. I think they're going to go through growing pains as as I've stated before because of the, them being based on utility. But I don't think they're ever going away. I do think they're already I do think they're already a blue chip based on the cultural relevance that they have. Guys, uh, in in chat, tell me what your like hottest take for potential blue chip will be. Not saying that it is blue chip right now, but one that you think is going to be a blue chip um, that others might uh, might disagree with. I'm I'm curious to see what people are. Uh, tell me your bag holding without telling me your bag holding. I guess <laughs> we faded that. Oh yeah. Oh man, bit close. Bitclout Clubhouse Rooms. Now that's a TBT. Mm-hmm. Oh. I remember those. JRP saying MFers. No surprise. Shoebang is saying Anonymize. <laughs> Someone saying Invisible Friends, probably, I guess. <laughs> I like all the... Honestly, all of these suggestions have potential to me. I just... I, I get... I get annoyed when people make emphatic statements. You know about ridiculous. Uh, oh, pixel pirates! I can get behind that. Pixel pirates, love it. I am a proud Go owner of a Genesis Charlie. pixel pirate. Go tell Charlie one pixel pirate gives you the right to win Genesis Wolf. He loves that. <laughs> Speaking of emphatic statements, Mister Fucking MFers is going to flip crypto box. Yeah, I think it has. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it'll only be brief. But it's like a CryptoPunks is a flat flash crash. Is the, I, I don't think I, I still think people are discounting discounting. People forgot how uh, how crazy memes can get, and I think Eden Horde because it's been out for several hours, which is definitely more than enough time to prove itself. Yep, true. <laughs> Denton's next project. Love the guy. That's that. That was a pretty sad. His his that project is catching fire. Sorry, Cass. What's up? I was gonna say that 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 Denton project. Like mm-hmm. after doing a bit of a deep dive with it, what a bunch of fuckers! Wow. Weather report. Yeah, weather his, report. His yeah. his project Denton feels looks yeah good. A lot of support mounting for that. But I'm not surprised because after you just exposed Weather Report on how business fuckery like they were. Well, we didn't expose them. Oh no, we, had, just... we had Denton on on or uh, Free Market and Maz had Denton on on Spaces after the fact. It was we didn't drop that news, but yeah. 
Yeah, so after seeing like the the and and just the bullshit, like even weather reports saying, oh, we will give you whitelist if you if you um if you unfollow or unlike, or, yeah, unfollow Denton. Just simple shit like that. It was like, wow, so, not a good one. Nah, far from. So they've well, weather report have fucked themselves, and um, Denton is just going to the moon now because everyone feels that whole being taken advantage of. And I can see that that project just going astronomical just because of that. I would love to. Uh, I would love to talk to Denton. Um, I mean, it would probably be impossible to ignore the weather report side of things, but I just want to hear him talk about um, Denton feels as though weather for report just doesn't exist. You know, like tell me about your project. Tell me about what you're doing. Like what's going on. Like I, I just want to hear that now because he's obviously a good artist. Well, yeah. on this, to be fair, on the, on their Discord, I didn't really notice any kind of, you know, they're just cracking on and getting whitelist sorted out as they speak, you know. So, as long as he maintains, he doesn't keep using the weather report. I mean, he's he's got enough attention. I haven't felt that he's used the weather report. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't as leverage at all, other than telling his story. I mean, which I think is great. You know, I think he's great. There's a very real timeline where he had just been offered a fair, equitable share of it as the lead artist and as a founder. And the weather report is still one of the most hyped mints of next week, which is saying something for how hyped up next week is. But, you know, I, I, I think he would have th- thrived and done very well there, too. Yeah. But then you, it, to, to be, he would have done well because of his art and the concept and the ideology of the art which I really felt for him when, you know, Weather Report, the, the, the whole head art and trying to kind of play your emotions and feelings. Well, when they tried to minimize it to, it's just a circle, you can't copyright a circle, then why did you stick with just a circle? Oh, yeah. If that's how you feel about the art, it's just a circle, clearly you don't think too highly of it, but you're still releasing your project anyways. Oh, that's, then that just shows... I want money. That's what that is. I, I want money. Yeah, they got caught off guard. They they thought they were untouchable and they were reeling. I'm not sticking up for them, but I mean, those are the kind of arguments and the flip-flopping that you start making that's very easy to poke holes into when you realize that you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope, I hope Denton does really well because... I, th- I, I believe he will. Yeah, definitely. I believe he will. Oh, kaijus. Yeah, just give me a second. Free market. You, this is your speciality. Kaijus. Kaiju kings. Mutants. Debuted yesterday. I got to migrate my failed experiment NFT into an unrevealed mutant. Saying I'm excited for these mutants is an understatement. The floor on failed experiments is now up to about 1.8, which is basically a function of people obviously changing them into mutants, the supply going down. I predicted the mutant floor would be under one when it debuts, and it still probably will be, in my opinion, but I think the art on them is absolutely next level. Um, I am so pumped for these mutants, and I believe we're going to have some uh, mutant news here on uh, on the show, but I can't say too much about it yet. But if you have a failed experiment, you go to the Kaiju Kings website, you migrate 
your FE over the new contract, which is the mutant contract, and you will get your Unrevealed Mutant, which has a dope soundtrack attached to the GIF, which is uh, which is the pre-reveal image. So super pumped for that. I I am going to go ham on these mutants under one ETH after they debut. If they are under one ETH, the market would be out of its mind. Um, there's just a, go check out the previews in the Kaiju Discord if you haven't seen them. They're next level. Fucking sick. Um, oh. Yeah, because I'm, I'm actually hoping I'm hoping they dip under one ETH. Because, yeah, if they do come under one ETH, I'm getting a mute all day long. Um, do you know when reveal is? Curiously. I don't. I don't. I, I'm going to ask. I'll ask Dots and uh, let you know tomorrow. He may say we don't know. I'll see. Can you ask Dots to put me on the whitelist? Haha, <laughs> there's no more whitelist left. Uh, I tried to lock them down. I was a little late. That's my fault. But like I said, I think we're going to have some interesting mutant news on the show. Everyone's going to be super excited for it. But I can't, uh, on this I can't show or on because this show. This show. The morning show. What about some some cool mutant news, I think, on the morning show coming up, but I don't want to say too much. Just a tease. A little bit of a tease. And even babies went up as well last night. Everything was going up. I saw that. You know why? Again, because a baby plus mutant DNA is going to equal redacted. We don't know what redacted is. I am very, very excited for redacted. Redacted is is very exciting. I think I think kaijus are so violently undervalued here. It's remarkable. Augmented labs. I mean look, they're they are they are some of the most respected devs in the game as well. As you can see, they did dev work for Swampverse. They did dev work for what was the project we were just talking about that they did dev work for? Um, Someone said in the uh Peps not- Pips earlier. Let me go. Not something. Is it Nox? Not- well, no, that's one that they've already been a part of for a while. It is. Hmm. Oh, we're just talking about them. I can't find it now. Ah, well. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's why I'm, I'm hoping for mutants. Well, mm-hmm. then there's that whole March. Beanbag, beanbag friends. They were the they did uh, the dev work for beanbag friends. What's, what's your take on um on the market going leading into March and April? Curiously, it, it's a bare seasonality. It is, isn't it? Yep, it's bare seasonality starting starting around the beginning of March and going through uh, the middle of April, and things start to get a little better in May, but usually June is when things really start to pick up. Now, with let's just presume that Ethereum planks or is going to plank around that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Would you see that NFT prices would be going up at that point, no. or would? I don't think the price of Ethereum matters, as everybody likes to pretend. I think the price of NFTs is being guided by more than that, and I think seasonality is the largest guiding force. NFTs tend to pull back this time of the year. I don't think it's going to matter. I think if Ethereum's going down, people are going to go, oh, NFTs are down because Ethereum's going down. And if it's going up, people are going to go, oh, NFTs are down because Ethereum's going up. 
Yeah. It's, yeah they, because they don't know what's going on, it's their only way to explain what's happening. I mean, even right now, yeah. ETH is down. You see the conversation in the DGEN dojo. Yeah. It's just no. what it, it is what it is. I think that, yes, lower Ethereum prices help collections like Board Ape Yacht Clubs uh, as celebrities look at the dollar value, but I don't think it matters a shit for the medium and small collection. Because that's that's the only thing I'm doing at the moment is um personally I'm I'm, I'm collecting Eve. Yep. Or stacking Eve. Yep. And I'm hoping that because I've I think the only main project I've got an eye on really, apart from anything I'm gonna flip, is um Kaiju's. So I'm hoping that due that due to that bearish period, that they drop low enough for me to kind of get both mm-hmm. a mutant and a baby. So yes. yeah, that's my that's my plan. But just wanted to kind of double make sure I'm on the right yeah, track. I no, I am I am totally with you on that. I am expecting a bearish period to come up. I my best guess, and we have to play it by ear, is that next week uh, is going. It's not going to be a liquidity suck. It's going to look like it actually starts everything again. We'll probably have one more week of bull run after it, and then I think things are going to slow down. But we'll see. I want to see how the launches go. I want to see how the market feels. I also get this strange feeling there's a lot of ETH out there. I really do. I, I feel like there's a lot of ETH on the sidelines for some reason. That's just a gut feel. Hmm. Can I also yeah, yeah. ask you to, to kind of, you, you, I think a couple of shows ago, you done an you kind of did a kind of analysis of some sort of something along the lines of ETH will go smash down to about 2600 and if it comes down to 2600 it's going to go on a massive run from there well what i said yeah i said that i think 2800 is support and the most bullish thing would be after we test that support and rally back to 3000 we get what's called a false breakdown or a bear trap down to 2600 where people think we lost support and then it's an immediate v bounce recovery back up even above 3200 it's not it's not what i predicted is going to happen it's the most bullish way the chart could set up so what would you predict then if you were to predict i think we're going to hold 2800 here right now that markets are going to start rebounding already here into the end of the day and we're going to continue to consolidate between 2832 for the next two weeks cool that's my leading guess. into march Leading into March, I think I think even in the first week of March, we'll still be stuck in this twenty-eight thirty-two range. I'm not sure if we'll be at the high end or the low end. That'll probably be you know, based on whatever macro news headlines are out that day or week. So, and but I, after, mm-hmm. I was going to say after the after that first week in March, due to the bearish cycle, mm-hmm. do we expect? Would you expect Eve to be coming down, or would you be expecting? Oh, <laughs> oh, believe it or not. I think it's going to, I think ETH is going to go up and uh, JPEGs are going to go down. I, I am bullish on ETH. I think ETH is going to rip to slightly above 5,000 here and make everybody think we're, we're going to Valhalla. Oh, and another thing as well. Um, congratulations on the massive Twitter spaces that you guys held. Thank you. I don't know. I weren't there, but people were telling me like, People were telling me you were the shit. 
Oh, well, that's right. really appreciate that. Thank you. It was it was a great conversation that I think we should have again. And that not even mentioning the underlying projects we were talking about, just having artists like Javon and Denton come on, talk about what they did and help other artists understand what they should do right. I don't even think we'll mention the weather report for Fishy Fan. We just want to talk about how small artists should protect themselves when negotiating with Web3. Yeah, it's so it's so easy to sit there and just want to look back and talk about what happened and what happened and this and mention that project and just kind of dwell on it. But, um, you know, those are two people um, who I think are just very much looking forward, despite all of the stuff that happened, focusing on what they want to do, focusing on the projects that they have on the horizon, focus on what they're building. Um, and not kind of just sitting there and dwelling on the fact that it happened, right? Which I think is is speaks volumes to to them and and the direction that they're they're heading and that they will continue to ha- head, right? Like, um, you know, I'm sure reparations um, would be nice. I'm sure it would be nice to be kind of made whole on what's going down, or or you know, have that win. Um, but I mean, aside from Denton doing the uh, you know publicly speaking out on the Alphaman spaces on uh, Wednesday. And then he was on the metaverse, um, the, the Twitter account metaverse spaces yesterday. Um, you know, he seems to be very focused on the task at hand, which is his own project Denton feels and it looks great. Well, no, I think, I, was, I think that conversation would be great to have with Javon and him. And there's probably a couple other artists that we could find too. I, I, it was, it was more from what I've heard because I weren't there. And it was just what people were telling me that the way that FMC handled himself in that whole scenario of conversation was fucking legendary. So, well, it's, I mean, it, it, it showed, the private uh, conversations that him and I have. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I know free market would always do well in that situation. And I know Maz is always going to do well in that situation. One, because of how comfortable they are with the platform and the medium and how comfortable they are with audiences. But also, you know, the reason why Alpha Mint is so great and, you know, we have this great team and all this stuff because we're all very much aligned in that ID idea of like let's just knowledge learn truth grow right and that's what it's at at its core is all about so when you bring somebody like that up in the heat of the moment you know i know that they're going to do an amazing job controlling that room not letting emotions and and anger and rage and and all of these you know heightened states of mind get the best of the room because that's when it just deteriorates into um into shit honestly right and rising above that controlling that and just letting the words come out in a clear and productive manner is so amazing to be able to have that discussion like that because that is what moves things forward right would i be right in saying that that was one of the largest audiences that you guys at alpha Mint had on twitter spaces i think by far that was one of the largest NFT Twitter spaces that that there ever were. We we got more than the uh, weather report. Right. I think it was eleven thousand unique listeners on it, not concurrently, but in total. So th- that in itself needs to be applauded. 
you know, because again, it, it, it could have been, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that you guys are shit or I'm not saying that you guys would fumble. And <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be real with you. Look. Um, I'm not saying that, but I think, I think what it was nice to hear, what, well, as I said, I went in the spaces, but to hear people come back and say to me certain things like FMC done really well. FMC was like a Rolls Royce there. He could have done, he could have gone left, but he kept, you know, he was smart in his answers. He was smart in the way that he approached his tone, his everything about the way that both FMC and Maz handled themselves in that kind of cauldron, which could go left for a lot of people. That's, that's, it's not an easy feat to do. So, I, I, again, I, I wanted to congratulate you and well done. Because again, when you, I've seen you guys from the, not from the beginning, but from early days to now and to see you guys flourish in those kind of environments now and make it feel like home, that's a fucking achievement. Thank you, Kes. It's very no nice of you to say. No, that's only the truth, dude. Don't get it twisted. If you're shit, I'll tell you you're shit. <laughs> but, Good. <I> need <laughs> we, we need the honesty. I like it. Yeah, no, 100%. No. But from what I heard, you've done amazing. So well done, guys. Thank you. Oh, uh, by the way, if you can get me on that whitelist for Kaiju, just speak to Dos. I know, it's, <laughs> you know, if, sure. if he's feeling, if he, you know, just tell him I know a guy. He's from London. He you can even you can even do my accent. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> good. Well, I shall. I shall. I shall. I shall. Yes, sir. In it? No. In it, fam. Get it. In it, fam. <laughs> Fam is such a Toronto thing too. I don't know if that's like big in London, but in Toronto, yeah, it's, it's massive in London, man. Everyone, everyone says fam. Yeah, and them or fam. It is what it is. Yeah, um, comments, goddamn tits, so I can stake my looks. Free market. Anything else you want to talk about? Gas calming its tits. No, I think that I think we covered it. Did it? That was a Friday. We did Friday. Friday. Cass, anything else you want to touch on? No, I'm good, guys. Just have a wonderful weekend, and I'll probably see you on Monday. We'll be there. We'll be here. 9.30. Yes, sir. Thanks, Cass. It's Always appreciate Friday. you. Friday. I ain't got no job, and I ain't got shit to do. I'm going to get high today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Great show. Lots of listeners. Always love having the familiar faces as well as the new ones around. Um, if you tuned in late, um, we kind of just, uh, you know, free formed it a little bit more than we typically do, but we had a lot of great discussions. We talked a bit about the doxing thing and, and, uh, with Buzzfeed and Bored Apes kind of in hindsight. Um, we talked about world of women. We talked about raid party a little bit. We talked about beanbag friends, um, Clementine's nightmare, Kakodi reveal, Eden horde reveal. We touched on, um, yeah, I mean, tomorrow is or tomorrow uh, next week is the week right like tons of great drops going down we're going to be looking forward to uh minting star catchers on tuesday uh wonder pals is going down um uh, uh, oh god what was the other one 
Invisible Friends. Invisible Friends is happening. That's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, look look to next week. We're going to have lots to unpack. Hopefully Raid Party starts this weekend too, and we'll be able to start talking about that on Monday. Fingers crossed. Um, obviously, the show is recorded on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, if you want to take a look at it later, if you tuned in late, all of our past episodes are up there as well. So we appreciate you uh, showing up. We will do this again on Monday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Free Market. Get us out of here. Good luck at the tables, you beautiful degenerates. See you Monday.